سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واعبد ربك حتى يأتيك اليقين وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام أحب الأعمال إلى الله أدومها وإن قل صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم Respected ulama, dear brothers in Islam, and those that are listening over the various social media platforms, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. When the great Mufassif of the past century, author of Ma'ad, 
Mufti Muhammad Shafiq Uthmani rahmatullahi alayhi was on his deathbed. He called his family and he wished to impart some words of advice to them and he wanted to express a few final sentiments to them before his separation from this temporary abode. So he said to his family, one of the things that he said to his family was that it is definite that upon my departure from this world, you will experience grief, sorrow, and you will be sad. But rest assured that as time goes by, this pain that you experience, this sadness that you felt upon my departure from this world will become much easier for you to bear. And as time goes by, you will begin to forget me. But my request to you is, that although you will forget about me, let it not be that you forget about me too quickly. Rather think about me. Make dua for me and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive me. Now this advice of this great Mufassir rahimahullah ta'ala is so profound in that it teaches us how we as believers should interact with and deal with the departure of the month of Ramadan. It is part and parcel of our human nature that regardless of how passionate we are, how dedicated we are, how invested we are with a particular activity, eventually we become susceptible to monotony, we become bored sometimes, and then we want to move on to the next trend and the next craze. And amazing how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala psychologically trained us by telling us in the Quran that Ramadan is ayyaman ma'dudat. It's a training exercise for a few days. Thereafter you have to move on into the month of Shawwal and the next season of Ibadah. So the first thing, let us remind ourselves that although we have exited the month of Ramadan, a few days have passed, let it not be that we forget the month of Ramadan too quickly. Rather we should remember those moments in which we tasted the sweetness of Iman and we tried to connect and bond with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us relish those moments, cherish those lingering effects of the month of Ramadan. Having said that, we now move on to the month of Shawwal, a great month in the Islamic calendar year, synonymous for many, many events. But allow me to share with you one message of the month of Shawwal and that is what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informs us of and subtly indicates to us in the hadith. And that is none other than the aspect of consistency. Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he reports that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man saama Ramadan, thumma atba'ahu sittam min shawwal, kana kasiyam al-dahr. The person who fasts in the month of Ramadan, and then he follows it up with the six recommended fasts in the month of Shawwal, this person will receive the reward as though he fasted the entire year. Or she fasted the entire year. Every deed in our deen is multiplied by ten. And if Allah wishes, he could multiply it even further. But the hadith says, one year of fasting will be your reward. 30 days multiplied by 10, 6 multiplied by 10, we have 360 days in the Islamic lunar calendar year. This will be the reward. But what I wish to focus on is the selection of the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this hadith. 
It's amazing how and what words Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used in this hadith. If Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would have wanted or wished, he would have merely just informed us to fast in the month of Shawwal. Fast in the month of Shawwal, this will be your reward. Rather, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam chose to inform us regarding the fasting of the month of Ramadan, which is then followed up with the month of Shawwal. Man sama Ramadan, thumma atba'ahu sittam min Shawwal. What does this tell us? What does this inform us of? It, impo- it, it, it highlights the importance of consistency. That that which you initiated in the month of Ramadan, in this case fasting, continue it. Keep it continuous and keep it consistent in the month of Shawwal. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us of our objective in this world, our reason of existence in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al-Dhariyat, وَمَا خَلَقُتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have not created jinn kind. I have not created mankind except so that they may continuously worship me, except that they, that they may continuously recognize my being. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciates when his servant is consistent and when his servant follows through with his a'mal and his deeds. Therefore it is safe for us to conclude that for us to be deserving of the title of being called a true worshipper of Allah, a true servant of Allah, our entire life has to be governed by the dictates of the instructions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the instructions and the guidances of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Our obedience to Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam should never be restricted to a time. It should never be restricted to a venue. It should never be restricted to an occasion. Rather, our entire life should be in the obedience or we should endeavor and try to be in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ulama give us an example. They say that if we have to refer to a person, an electrician, then we will only refer to a person as such if he possesses the necessary knowledge, the skills and the qualifications to be referred to as an electrician. If I came one day and I changed the globe, or I fixed an appliance at home, you won't refer to me as an electrician. Because an electrician would be that person whose day in day out, he is preoccupied with those activities that relate to that field of expertise. Similarly, as believers, we will only be deserving of the title of being identified as the true worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, identified as sincere worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if and when we live our life, our entire life, continuously endeavoring and trying to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being in His obedience and the obedience of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because Allah loves when a person follows through and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves when a person is consistent. Our first reflection for today, or a question that I should ask myself, how can I bring about this consistency that we've been speaking about throughout the month of Ramadan, especially in the final 10 days of the month of Ramadan? How can I bring about this aspect of istiqamah, consistency, continuity, and being a believer who follows through? How can I bring it into my life? Ulama give us two methods. There are many, but we will restrict it 
for two methods today, inshaAllah ta'ala. They say, they give us an example, and this is the first method, that think about that person who loves to travel. He goes from country to country visiting those places, sightseeing. This person will generally have the habit of collecting something we call a souvenir, perhaps a fridge magnet or a coffee mug that says, I love so-and-so country. And if you have to ask this person when you visit their home, they'll probably have an entire story to tell you regarding their experience in that particular land, in that particular country. Because that particular item, that souvenir, reminds them about the experiences that they had in that place. It reminds them about the emotions that they experience in that place, good or bad. And it is something that they will remember and it is something that will make their travel to that particular place meaningful. So ulama tell us that we, if we need to be consistent, one way is to collect souvenirs from the month of Ramadan that just went by. Whatever was a source of benefit to you, whatever enhanced your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever enabled you to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to cry before Him, to beg from Him, for some it might have been frequenting the masjid. For some it might have been putting your hand in the hands of a pious person. For some it might have been giving in charity, helping the needy, helping the poor. For some it might have been listening to the Qur'an, reciting the Qur'an, understanding the Qur'an. This is what drew you, drew you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and drove you to achieve that sweetness of Iman in the month of Ramadan. So we need to collect those moments in order for us to be strengthened in our relationship and enhance our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beyond the month of Ramadan. Just like how the person who collects a souvenir. Why? Because the Ramadan that went by is fresh in our minds. It's not like the Ramadan of 2001 or 1989 or 1970, wherein we forgot the promises that we made to Allah. Many of us might have forgotten those promises that we made to Allah, those moments that we used to connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this Ramadan that went by is fresh. Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he used to say, Wallahi, law tahurat kulubuna ma shabi'at min kalami rabbina. The month of Ramadan was the month of Quran. So Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says, and he takes a qasr in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, if only our hearts were pure, if only our hearts were clean, if only our hearts were not rusted with the filth of sin, with jealousy, hatred, and rancor, and malice, then our hearts would have never gotten or become satiated and full from listening to the Qur'an, from reciting the Qur'an, from understanding the Qur'an, if our hearts were pure. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rectify our actions and grant us that relationship with the Qur'an kareem. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Unfortunately, my circumstances today is such, and I share this with students in class, that every other person in my life, every other thing in my life, gets a full share of my time, but not the Qur'an. Every single person, every single thing in my life gets a full share of my time. Sports will come first. My game will come first. My astroturf soccer will come first. My cricket practice will come first. Every will get its time, but the Qur'an is 
that will come last. My education in school, my homework will come first. My Quran will be compromised. And that is a sad reality today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us. The Quran is high up there on our shelves. But unfortunately, it's right at the bottom for my to-do list. That is our reality. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala change it for me and for us. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Speaking about the sweetness of Iman, that we should try and collect those memorable moments wherein we experience that sweetness just to motivate us. Bilal ibn Rabah radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, a great sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we all are aware of his incident and how he came into the fold of Islam, the mu'addin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of African origin. At the beginning of Islam, he used to be tortured by the kuffar of the Quraysh. He used to be dragged in the hot sands of Makkah Mukarramah and they used to force him to give up the kalima la ilaha illallah. So a few people came up to him and said, Oh Bilal, why are you putting yourself through, through so much of torture and punishment? Just give it up. Why are you being so stubborn and persistent? So subhanallah, look at his answer and something that we can reflect upon and take lesson from. He says, مَزَجْتُ حَلَاوَةِ الْإِيمَانِ بِمُرَارَةِ الْعَذَابِ فَطَغَتْ حَلَاوَةُ الْإِيمَانِ فَصَبَرْتُ Allahu Akbar. He says, I took the sweetness of Iman that I experienced at the time when they were inflicting punishment and torture upon me and I compared it to the bitterness and the pain of the punishment that I was being subjected to and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed me to enjoy such sweetness that it far outweighed the pains of the punishment that I was being inflicted with. So I made sabr. Today no one is torturing us. No one is subjecting us to any punishment. The environment is conducive. The environment is there. Our masajid are there. The ulama are there. The circles of knowledge are there. Yet we are searching for that contentment of heart. We are searching for peace of mind, we are searching for that ecstasy and that sweetness we want to feel in our heart elsewhere. We will never ever find it in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hassan al-Basri rahimahullahu ta'ala used to say, are you searching for peace of heart? Are you searching for that contentment of your heart? Then look for it in three places. تَفَقَّدُوا الْحَلَاوَةَ فِي ثَلَاثَةِ أَشْيَاءِ فِي الصَّلَاةِ وَفِي الذِّكْرِ وَفِي تِلَاوَةِ الْقُرْآنِ that sweetness that you want to enjoy in your heart, you will find it in your salah, you will find it in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you will find it when you recite the Quran al-Kareem. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to continue enjoying that sweetness that we all felt and we all had a glimpse of in the month of Ramadan, beyond the month of Ramadan for the rest of our life. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. The second method that we can adopt in order to bring about this aspect of consistency in our life is the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein he advises us that ihris ala ma yanfa'uk wasta'in billah that actively pursue that which is a source of benefit to you just like how we mentioned whatever you felt was a source of benefit to you in the month of Ramadan actively pursue it beyond the month of Ramadan and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam amazing he left it general he didn't point out something specific he left it general 
and immediately thereafter Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives us advice and he says wasta'in billah and seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala get Allah on your side ask Allah to assist you and to allow you to remain consistent on this path most certainly we will slip there will be a decline we will dip but we should lift ourselves up and one way that we can do that is begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with much fervor with utter desperation with utter desperation because we are beggars unto Allah ya ayyuhan nas antumul fuqara'u ila Allah O mankind, not believers, Muslims, O mankind, you are fuqara unto Allah, you are beggars unto Allah, wallahu huwal ghaniyul hamid, and Allah is that independent being, the praiseworthy being. So we need to beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to remain continuous even if we slip. Ulama explained that on this road that is going towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are those that are running, those that are walking, those that are jogging, those that are crawling. But let us try and be those that are moving. Never should we, should we feel that we, we are not worthy and we become stagnant. Why? Because when we ultimately meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we want to meet Him in a condition that we wanted to be moving towards Him. Never did we despair of the mercies and never did we lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And every single day we ask Allah for istiqamah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to the straight path. Iyaka na'udu wa iyaka nasta'een. You alone we worship and you alone we seek assistance from. We ask Allah to guide us onto the straight path. The word mustaqim, which means straight, comes from the same root letters as the word istiqama in Arabic. So as much as we are asking Allah to guide us onto the straight path, reflect over this that we are also asking Allah to allow us to remain consistent on this path. That we should never fall and we should never remain continuously moving towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. In summary, my respected elders, dear friends and brothers in Islam, we spoke about how we are now in the month of Shawwal and we have just left the month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us many more beautiful Ramadans in the future. Amin ya Rabbal Alameen. But let it not be. This is a reminder. Let it not be that we forget how we promised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how we worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of Ramadan. And one way that will assist us in remaining consistent towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which by the way is the message of the month of Shawwal, is to keep a fraction of whatever we love to do in the month of Ramadan, keep it alive beyond the month of Ramadan. Method number one. Method number two, we need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to remain consistent throughout the year, nay, throughout our lives, to be trying to enable us and we ask Allah to enable us to remain uh, connected to Him in His obedience as Rasulullah In conclusion, just one announcement inshallah, as many of us know, the KZN Ijtima' will be convened and will commence inshallah ta'ala on Sunday, this coming Sunday after Dhuhr Salah at the Stromia Grounds in Seekau Lake. And it will terminate on Tuesday, inshallah ta'ala, after the Fajr Salah. All the men folk, a humble appeal is made that let us take out as much time, maximum time that we can take out from our schedules 
and try and attend the ijtima insha'Allah ta'ala for our own benefit. These are gatherings in which the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is spoken about. The ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the stories of the sahaba radiallahu anhum are disseminated and related to us. And there's this worry and this concern that is uh, created within us. That just like how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has inspired us to understand deen, to learn deen, how can this deen reach the four corners of the world? How can this deen reach? And how can it be propagated to every single person in humanity? So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability, inshaAllah ta'ala, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant the ijtima' a success. If for whatever reason we cannot attend, then at least let us make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the ijtima', makes it a success and uses it to bring guidance for those people who are attending and for humanity at large. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.